And so, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. If God is for us, who can be against us? We have no fear in the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for victory in Jesus. We thank you for the choir leading us to the throne of grace. And we thank you for Brother Scott leading us as we sing praise to your name. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful opportunity we have today to be together. We don't look upon these times lightly. We thank you for each and every one of them. For all of our days are short, and we thank you for giving us another day of life. May we who are a part of this church, may we use this day to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ in all that we say and do. Now we come to your word, and as we worship, we ask that you would help us by the wonderful work of the Holy Spirit to understand what you have for us today so that we might examine our hearts to see if we have blessed assurance of our salvation. Open our eyes that we might see the wonderful things out of your word. And we thank you for this sweet time of fellowship that we have together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning again. I'm Pastor Mike. We're delighted to have you. Find your place in 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. Uh, we're continuing to look together at this very important, very important truth regarding whether or not we have blessed assurance. Do you today? I've asked this question numerous times. Ask it again this week. Are you 100% certain today? Are you 100% sure today that if you died today, you'd go to heaven? This is the question. You want to be able to say, oh, yes, Pastor Mike, I am. I know that I know that I know that I am born again and that I am saved. I'm not a perfect person, but I'm forgiven by the grace of God and His mercy. And I'm excited and I look forward to going to heaven and I look forward to living for the Lord during these days on earth. Well, that's what we're talking about. We've been using 1 John because over and over in 1 John, he tells us how we can know, how we can know that we are saved and how we can know that we have assurance that we're saved. And we've been walking our way through it. And we've been a while in 1 John chapter 3. We'll continue uh, to look there together today. All right, you've had time to find your place. 1 John chapter 3. Let's read together. We'll go back up and read some verses a little bit earlier. But our primary focus today will be verse number 24. 1 John 3, 24. Let's read beginning in verse number 18. Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue but in deed and truth. We will know by this that we are of the truth and will assure our heart before Him in whatever our heart condemns us, for God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. This is his commandment that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. The one who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him. We know by this that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word. May the Holy Spirit be our teacher now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So our, our focal truth today, the, 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 
the truth around which I'll make my comments, coming especially from verse 24, is this. That assurance of salvation comes uh, from a permanent spiritual relationship with Christ through the Holy Spirit. Let me, let me say it again. Assurance of salvation. Now this is blessed assurance. What we're going to talk about today, this is blessed assurance. This is where it all comes together for us. This is, this is assurance, not that I have to make it up and I have to work myself up and convince myself. No, no. No, this is blessed assurance. I've been looking forward to talking to you about this all, all week long and preparing this. This is blessed assurance from your permanent spiritual relationship with Christ. You have the Holy Spirit of God. And because of that, you experience all that it means to have a living relationship to God. Over and over, you have heard preachers say, and I have said it to you, that we, we go and share the gospel with people, listen, so that they might have a living relationship with Jesus Christ. Verse 24, the one who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him. We know by this, He abides in us by the Spirit whom He has given us. So we're talking today about blessed assurance based, listen, on our permanent spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ that is ours as a result of being saved. A friend was talking to a friend about a friend. Did I lose you? A friend was talking to a friend about another friend, a mutual friend. And the one friend says to the other friend, well, what about so-and-so? Have you seen so-and-so in a while? Have you talked with so-and-so for a while? And the friend responded and said, well, we're just not as close as we used to be. We're just not as close as we used to be. There's nothing more encouraging. We, we enjoy it in this church uh, and beyond this church. We, there's nothing we enjoy more than our friendships, our special relationships with people. There's nothing we enjoy more than our family relationships. That's a wonderful thing. We enjoy them. We think about all the joys that come from family relationships, from friendships. But you see what, what a, a friendship is based on, or a relationship is based on, is being together, is being together. So this friend was sad because they weren't as close as they used to be. Now I quickly come to ask you, are you as close to the Lord Jesus Christ as you once were, my Christian friend? Are you as close to the Lord Jesus Christ as you once were? Perhaps today the reason why you have some worry again or fear or troubles is because you've, you've somewhat drifted away. You're not as close with the Lord Jesus as you used to be. And for those of you who are here today and you're not a Christian, you don't have a living relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why you're terrorized in your life. That's why you live gripped by fear. That's why you worry all the time. That's why you're torturing your mind. Because you do not have peace that comes from Jesus Christ. So perhaps today as we think about this, I want you to think with me today for just a few moments about the condition of your own relationship to Jesus Christ. And if you're a believer, 
we discover from this phrase in verse 24 that he abide that we abide in him and he abides in us this description of our personal spiritual relationship with Christ. So three observations I want us to look at today to try to describe this relationship you have. Spiritual, a spiritual relationship with God is as real as your physical relationships. But we are people of the earth. We are people of the flesh. We, 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 we get it easier with our flesh. We understand fleshly things better. We feel them better. But oh, uh, just as real as your physical relationships with others is your spiritual relationship to Jesus Christ. This is blessed assurance. The one who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him. And we know by this that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. This is blessed assurance. Number one, a permanent spiritual relationship with Christ is a loving obedience to Christ's commandments. This is where our relationship with God begins. Secondly, a permanent spiritual relationship with Christ is a reassuring, loving relationship with Christ. It goes on. It goes on day by day. It grows more and more as you walk with God. And finally, a permanent spiritual relationship with Christ is an encouraging experience because it's given to us by the Holy Spirit. Let's get to it and we'll talk about it for a moment as we're together. First of all, he says in verse number 23, this is his command that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded. So the one who keeps his commandments experiences a personal relationship with God. He abides in him and he abides in him. So this idea is that we come to know the Lord. We trust him. We believe in him. What did the Lord say himself? He said to the disciples... He said to the disciples, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll do what I say. You'll follow my commands. You'll seek to live by my word. You'll seek to be like me. If you love me, you do what I say. This is how a relationship with Christ begins. Not only by obedience, but first, did you notice in verse 23, by faith. How is it that we come to know Jesus Christ? It's by faith. For by grace are you saved through faith in Jesus Christ. We put our trust in Jesus Christ. You've trusted him as your Lord and your Savior. And as a result of that, now you obey him. What do we say? Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. It's in our songs. It's in our, it's in our hymns. It's it's what we know and what we believe. It's not that I just believe facts about Jesus Christ and know history about Jesus. No, I believe that what Jesus came to do in the world, he died on the cross, he was buried, he rose from the dead gloriously, ascended to heaven, is coming again. I have put my faith in Jesus Christ and I have put my trust in his words and I believe him in life even to the point of dying and I'm willing to obey what he said for me to do. As a result of that, I have a living, permanent, spiritual relationship with him. And because of that, we discover the joy 
of obeying and believing Him and walking with God all of our life. But then John uses in verse 24 this word that the Lord started. Abide in me. Isn't this what the Lord said? John 13 to the disciples. They were there in that upper room. Excuse me, John 15. And what does He say? Abide in me. What does the word abide mean? The word simply means to remain. Remain with me and I will remain with you. Listen now, this is important. This is going to help you with your assurance of your salvation. When everything falls down around you, when life tumbles at your feet, when you can't seem to hold it all up, you can't seem to keep it together, when you get the bad news on the phone or you get the, 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 the horrible experience at work or in your family, when something comes apart, when relationships go bad in other places, here you have it. You remain, you remain with the Lord Jesus and He remains with you. How do I do it? I do it because I'm trusting Him and I'm obeying Him. I'm obeying Him and I'm trusting Him. I'm trusting Him in all of the seasons of life and I'm obeying Him. So we have this word abide, abide. And John uses it over and over again. Just scan with me. 1 John 2, 5 and 6. Whoever keeps his word, in him the love of God has been perfected. By this we know we're in him. How is assurance, how do we gain assurance? When we keep the word of God, when we obey him. There is a joy in obeying Jesus. It's not trouble, troublesome to obey Jesus. When you're a follower of the Lord, you say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? See, that's, that's the words of a, of a follower of Jesus. What do you want me to do? Which means, how should I obey you? Where should I go? What should I say? How should I act? How should I speak? What should I think about? The Lord's given us these directions in His commandments. You see, those who keep His word have been perfected. This is uh, chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. We know we're in Him. And the one who says He abides in Him, if you say, I'm in Christ, I have a relationship with God, well, then you ought to walk like He walked. If you say, I have a spiritual relationship with Jesus then what John's saying is you have a duty to live like Jesus lived in the world. He goes on, uh, chapter 4, 15. Uh, Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him. When you make that good confession, when you make that good confession and say, I am not ashamed. I believe in Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God, the one who has come to save me from my sins. He has come into this world in the flesh and He is the Son of God. God abides in Him. You see, you only make that great confession to be saved. When you come to know Christ, that's what you experience, abiding in Him. Uh, chapter 4, verse 16, it's the verse we've looked at repeatedly. Here is what I'm convinced is at the heart of assurance. Chapter 4, 16, we have come to know and believe the love of God which He has for us. If you're here today as a follower of Jesus, this is what gripped your heart. This is what holds you together. This is what keeps you going in the hard times. It is the love of God for you in Jesus Christ. We have come to know it and we have come to believe it. That is, we're settled and we're assured in the love that God has for us. Whatever is happening in my life, God loves me. Whatever's going on around me, God loves me. Whatever I have to face and deal with, God loves me. He is with me. He is with me. I have this loving relationship with Him based on the fact that I have lovingly, willingly, so desperately want to obey what He has said for me to do.
Now I want to say this to you about relationships. It's true for you in your marriage. It's true for you in your family life with your with your relationships with children and grandchildren and, and great-grandchildren and all the rest. It's not something you don't know, but I want to remind you, while we're thinking about remaining with Christ, you see, remaining, uh, remaining with somebody, staying close to somebody, is at the heart of building a good relationship with somebody. Somebody said well, the other day, well, you know, I just... Uh, they were talking about their marriage, or we're just not as close as we used to be. Well, what's keeping you from being together? Have you set other priorities? Uh, you know, so are you, are you as the man doing what you ought to do to be with your wife and you as a wife? Are you, what is it that's keeping you from being close to one another? Or, well, with my kids or with my grandkids. Well, you put effort into it. You put effort into a relationship. And what strengthens a relationship is when you make an intentional effort to stay close to each other. You see, your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is just the same. Your relationship with Him is what we've seen before. It's drawing near to God. It's coming and speaking with Him. It's what Brother Scott led us to do today. We came before the Lord here corporately together, but you must do it by yourself. Do you love the Lord enough that you spend some time with Him? Do you love the Lord? Are you cultivating your relationship with Jesus Christ? How much are you putting into it? What are you doing? What duties and responsibilities are you care? Do you want to be with the Lord? You see, a permanent spiritual relationship with Christ is, is a loving, obedient relationship with Christ. I want to obey Him and I want to work to be with Him. Secondly, it's a... It's a reassuring, loving relationship. I want you to look at this phrase in verse 24. We know by this He abides in us. Stop right there. We know by this that He abides in us. As I'm obeying and as I'm trusting, as I'm trusting and obeying, as I am living in this loving relationship, all of a sudden, now look, I, you know, we Baptists sometimes can be a little bit rigid. We don't get, now this church can get emotional once in a while, hopefully about the right kinds of things we can get emotional. But you see, spiritual affection and spiritual emotions are as real as your physical emotions. And when you get saved, you truly have these emotions. They're real. They're powerful. And what we find in the Word of God is that assurance is a spiritual emotion. It is a good emotion. It is that which assures us, comforts us, helps us in times of difficulty. And it's based on our relationship with Jesus Christ. Follow me on this. We know by this He abides in us. You see, the love of God that is permanently mine as a relation, in relationship to Jesus produces in me reassurance all the time. Look, every Christian here needs reassurance every day. Because life throws all kinds of things at us. I want you to listen to these two statements from the Lord about this. John chapter 15, he says, verse number 9, Just as the Father, listen carefully, just as the Father loved me. He's giving a testimony now. He's giving a testimony of, his, of God the Son's relationship to God the Father. This is a very powerful thing. John 15, 9, just as the Father has loved me. The Lord Jesus knew in His earthly ministry... 
that he was loved by God the Father. Oh, this is so special now. Just as the Father has loved me, I've also loved you. Abide in my love. I love you. Live in my love. Live in it. Remain in it. When the devil comes and says God doesn't like you, when the world hates you, when you feel the pressure of it all and you have self-condemnation, oh, no, 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 no. Remain, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. As I'm obeying, as I'm obeying Christ. And just as I have kept my Father's love, I abide in His love. This is the way the Lord lived His life. As an example for us, this is how He gained His own assurance and encouragement in facing the hardest of all things, facing the cross. The Lord says something else quite amazing. He says, the last part of John 14, 23, the first part we know well. He says, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my words. But he goes on to say something. Oh, you should mark this in your Bible. You should pay attention to this. This is for you now. This is a mark of assurance. John 14, 23, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my words and my father will love him and we will come to him and Make our abode with Him. Oh, the, this is blessed assurance. That you meet God. He possesses us and comes to be in us. To dwell in us. And we have the richness of a spiritual relationship to Jesus Christ. Look, when you're lost, you're nothing but a natural person. You're just natural. There's nothing else there. But when you come to know Jesus Christ, now listen, you're, you become a spiritual person. You are made alive. You're regenerated. You're born again. You now have a spiritual life and a spiritual way of being. And when I come to know Jesus Christ, this is the glory and mystery of this. Somehow all of God comes to be in me and I am in relationship with God. What an enormously important thing. We love Him. This is chapter 4, verse 19. We love Him because He first loved us. But let me go on. We love Him. He loves us. I obey Him because I love Him. He loves me. I'm in a relationship with Him. I'm in a relationship. I'm in a relationship with God. By obedience to Jesus Christ. Guaranteed by the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life. People say to some of our young people here who are not married, well, I'm in a relationship. You are. We hope that you've made good choices in the relationship you're in. We hope that the person you're in relationship with knows the Lord Jesus and is saved. We hope you have a good relationship. But are you in? You're in a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's real. It's living. You're a spiritual person. His spirit speaks to your spirit and says to you, you are a child of God. His spirit says, go this way. When we follow the Holy Spirit, we are seen to be children of God, Paul says. What we set our minds on the Holy Spirit, it is life and peace. It's all built in your relationship to God. How can I not have assurance when all of God has come to be in me? I have worth, I have significance. It produces real humility. It gives me security and confidence. It gives me the ability to love other people where I could not have loved them before. It gives me victory. I love the words of the 
of the uh, wife uh, of the husband in the Song of Songs. It's the same for us. What she said about her husband is what we say about our Lord Jesus Christ. My beloved is mine and I am his. That's what the assured heart says. You're in a relationship with Jesus Christ. We know by this he abides in us. When sickness comes, we know this, we know by this that he abides in us when we lose our job. We know by this he abides in us when all of the world turns against us and persecutes us. We know by this that he abides in us. And what is it? By his spirit whom he has given us. Let me say quickly. Some things about the Holy Spirit that John talks about. If we were to endeavor to talk about the work of the Holy Spirit, and we should and we will one day, Lord willing, we would look at a number of places from Peter to Paul to John and others who help us understand the wonderful work of the Holy Spirit. I'm amazed at how many times there's such a limited knowledge of God's people regarding the work of the Holy Spirit. You see, we remain saved by the blood of Christ, but now we have this blessed experience of a living, permanent relationship with Jesus Christ through the presence of the Holy Spirit of God in us. That's right. Possessing your mind, affecting and possessing and controlling your emotions and your desires. You see, now you're two men. If you're saved here today, you're two men, you're two women. You have an old nature, that's what you used to do. And you have a new nature in Christ. And that new nature comes alive by the power of the Holy Spirit as a result of being saved. And now you're growing in your new Christ likeness in your new nature. And every day you're killing the old you. You kill the old you. And you do it by the help of the Holy Spirit. There's much for every Christian in this room to learn about what I'm talking about. Yes, you should come to the place where you overcome terrible and horrible anger fits in your life if you're saved. There ought to be some way that you learn how to overcome your sinful, wicked lusts and passions by the power of the Holy Spirit. There ought to be a way that you learn and understand how you overcome sin so that you might live for God in victory. How you overcome fear and the dread of loss and all of the terrors that come in the night to our minds and in the day. No, we learn to overcome. And it's the work of the Holy Spirit that does all of this. The Lord Jesus said in John 14, you know these words. He says it to the disciples. I, ask the, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, an encourager. And he will be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. You see, the world doesn't, what I'm about to talk about now, only the spiritual understand. The world does not understand when I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. What is that? But they don't understand what it is because they can't, they, they don't understand what it is. The Lord said, the world does not receive it because they do not see him and they cannot know him. You see, you only can know God when you've been saved by God. And you know him because he abides Wait a minute, with you and in you. 
You see, it is the blessed Holy Spirit. When the Lord Jesus died and ascended to heaven, the Holy Spirit of God came at Pentecost on the church and has remained upon the church for every person who comes to know Jesus Christ. So let's see what John says about the Holy Spirit. First thing he says is that every believer is anointed by the Holy Spirit. 1 John 2.20. It's in your Bible there. You as a Christian have an anointing from the Holy One and you all know. You see, now you know spiritual things. Before you did not. First of all, when you were Without Christ and you were natural, you didn't care about the things of God. Natural man does not care or receive the things of God. They're foolishness. All this talk about God to a natural person, an unsaved person, is ridiculous. It's a waste of time. Let's go make money. Let's go have a party. Let's go live like the, the devil. Let's, let's, you know, why are you going to talk about all these spiritual things? But the man or woman who comes to know Jesus Christ, oh, life changes and the spiritual things matter most. You have an anointing. I'm looking at a group of people here. Those of you who are born again who have been anointed. David was anointed king. That is set aside as the one who was to be holy and he was to be God's representative. The high priests were anointed in the Old Testament uh, so that they were set apart. You're now anointed by the Holy Spirit. When you came to know Jesus Christ, a spiritual a very deep, real, spiritual thing happened inside of you. That day, you became a new person in Christ, and all of a sudden, you had new desires. You understood things about God you never understood before. You didn't want to go do the things you used to do. All of a sudden, life changed, and you could understand and you had a desire to know about God like you never had before. It's because you were anointed with the Holy Spirit. When we're anointed by the Holy Spirit, He regenerates us. We're born again. When we believe in Christ and trust Him, He possesses us. He now is inside of us by the Holy Spirit, speaking to our spirit. As we look at the Word of God, He teaches us the Word of God. He gifts you. I'm looking at gifted people here. First Baptist Church Dixon will only be as good as we are as a people who use our spiritual gifts for the glory of God. Are you using your spiritual gifts in service to this church and to the world? The Holy Spirit encourages us as we're learning the Word of God. All of a sudden, we know things and we read it and the Holy Spirit begins to apply it. And while we're doing this, as I said last week, when we pray, the Holy Spirit is praying with us. When we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit prays for us. It's the mystery and glory of being saved and anointed with the Holy Spirit. He seals us until the day of salvation. Chapter 3, verse 9. The Bible says, no one who is born of God practices sin. That is, lives a lifestyle of sin. Because his seed abides in him. And he cannot sin because he's born of God. The Holy Spirit comes into my life. And once I am saved, he reminds me and convicts me when I want to go back into sin. I'm a miserable person. That's why some Christians maybe in this room are living in such misery. Because you have unconfessed sin in your life and you won't get it right with God. 
And so you live under the continued conviction of the Holy Spirit. And you ought to be really glad because the Holy Spirit of God is convicting you. For the world doesn't care about God and feels no sense of conviction about their sin and godlessness. This is what the Holy Spirit of God does. He prevents us and keeps us following Jesus and living in holiness. In chapter 4 verse 2, he's the one who points us to Jesus. By this you will know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh is from God. He points to Jesus Christ. We're about to come to Christmas time. We're about to come to the time of celebrating the coming of God in flesh, incarnation as we call it. The time of God being made flesh and identifying with us. What a glorious thing. The Holy Spirit keeps pointing us to the Lord Jesus. Here's the way he lived. Here's the way he spoke. Here's the things he talked about. Here's what he thought about. Here's who you should follow. The Holy Spirit is pointing. The Holy Spirit is saying to you, think about the Lord Jesus. Walk with him. Follow him. Listen to what he says. Take these words and put them. And what does he do? He keeps saying to us, you are loved by God. He pours out the love of God in our hearts, as Paul says. The Holy Spirit is doing all of this. I'm describing the greatest act of blessed assurance. It is the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. You are now, as a Christian, a possessed one. You are possessed by the Holy Spirit of God. And He has made you a new person. And you are not your own anymore. You were bought with a price. We glorify God in our bodies and praise God. We know by this that He abides in us. And the Holy Spirit just keeps drawing us back to Jesus. So sometimes you're driving in the car. Sometimes you're sitting somewhere quietly when you have that brief time of quietness. And you think of something about the Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit seeks to draw you, call you to a closer relationship to God. Let me ask you, why do you put him off? Why would you resist the Holy Spirit? Why would you resist the one who wants nothing but the best for you? No, I don't have time. No, Lord, if I do that, you see, the Lord through the Holy Spirit says, you know, Mike, you should probably do that. In other words, he's pointing me to a command of the Lord that I need to do. I don't know if I can do that. I resist. I resist the Holy Spirit's trying to say to me, so what happens? You know what happens? All of us in our relationships, when something breaks our relationship with someone else, there's grief over it. Well, the Holy Spirit is grieved when we resist him. When we won't respond to what he's saying. It grieves the Holy Spirit when things are not right in our lives as Christians. Why would we want to do anything to break or grieve or quench the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives? This is blessed assurance. The one who keeps his commands abides in him and he in him. We know by this that he abides in us by the Spirit whom He has given us. What do we remember today as we go? Three quick things. I've said it repeatedly. Loving obedience to Christ provides us with the greatest of encouragement. Loving obedience to Christ connects you to the Lord in a permanent relationship. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Rejoice that Christ is in you today, my believing friend. 
but also rejoice and draw closer to Him. Enjoy the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to you. Go and be with Him. Spend time with Him. Schedule your time. Look, every relationship you have requires time. And your spiritual permanent relationship with God requires time. Set your schedule in order to take care of growing the most important permanent relationship you will have. And that is with the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who keeps His commandments abides in Him and He in Him. By this we, by this we know that, we, that He abides in us by the Spirit whom He has given us to the praise of the glory of His grace. The Lord is near to the door as I remind you each week and I pray and I hope you join me. Come Lord Jesus, 